I am here today with Pastor David Erickson and Melody Stoll from the Bethany Foundation while they sit on it. And they're here to sort of discuss a bit about the foundation, how what it is, how it operates a little bit, and how you can support it. So welcome. Thank you, Chantal. Hello. So Thank you. could you tell me a little bit about the Bethany Foundation? What is it? So the Bethany Foundation really exists to support the purposes of the Bethany group. In one way, it's organized separately with a separate board, but its sole purpose is to support the work of the Bethany group. So it's common for organizations to have foundations, communities or um, universities or hospitals. So this is our arm, charitable arm. And really it is to assist the friends of the organization, donors um, and um, other former staff or anybody who comes to value the work that we do in supporting and enhancing the work of our organization. It's meant to be long-term, so not a short-term thing. It's not like the dollar you give today is gonna disappear in a project tomorrow, but it is to be invested for the future. So there are a variety of ways, and perhaps Melody can speak a little bit about about that. Yeah. So uh, one of the abilities of the foundation, of course, is to that it can accept larger donations, of course. But we take all those donations, whether they be big or small, and then invest those funds. And then the interest exists that we could use on an annual basis for the projects. So it's not that. Again, it's not that we can't take uh, donations that the dollar you give today could be spent Mm -hmm. tomorrow. You could have a targeted campaign for a specific purpose, Um, but it's more about these foundations get set up for the long haul so that that there is something sustainable, that the sustainable funding source can be achieved by taking these donations and the power of those donations um, to generate that income over a long term and then focus the, the... the, the spending of that money on to very specific and meaningful items uh, that are identified by the, the board, uh, the board of directors that runs the foundation. And of course, the guidance from the community and the donors themselves. So what would be some examples of projects that it would support? Well, one thing that it currently supports is that it, it does fund $40,000 of the cost of the regional chaplain every year. So the regional chaplain was a new project and David will, can maybe tell you a little bit more about the work of the regional chaplain. But it was there, where does the money come for a project like that? Well, this was a great, uh, a, a great uh, um, source of funding to support the work of the regional chaplain. Another uh, great activity that the Bethany Foundation funds is the Faith and Aging Conference. And the Faith and Aging Conference is a gift to the community. Like it's beyond what we do day to day, serving our residents, serving our, the, the people who, who get housing with us. But it was about serving the community and letting them know information about what the Bethany group does. But I'll let David talk a little bit about the regional chaplain. Yeah, um, the regional chaplain came to be because uh, the Bethany Group has come to serve areas much uh, broader than Camrose. Uh, So historically, our chaplains have been in long-term care or such like facilities in the Camrose city. Um, But we're serving um, all the way from Winfield across to, uh, you know, the east of um, 
of Camrose and down even as far as south of, of Red Deer as Innisfail and Bowdoin. So um, there was a felt need to have a chaplaincy program that extended out into these regions, um, both to help um, in case of emergencies, but also to coordinate and, and be available for people and staff there. And um, also to interpret to people in the communities, the mission and values and purpose of the Bethany group itself. For those who, who aren't too familiar or, or new to the organization, when we talk about chaplaincy and the Bethany Foundation and their mission and values, they're all tied in and the chaplaincy goes back to our faith-based roots. Yeah, yeah. So it's important. It's important to our donors. Um, so we're assisting them in providing this means, but it's also not the only thing we do or can do. <laughs> so as, Beth, uh, as Melody has mentioned, the uh, Faith in Aging conference education regarding seniors and seniors care is important to us um, so is uh, providing uh, help for specific projects um, recently we've purchased or are purchasing a um, blanket warmer for the facility in Bashaw so I, I think my vision is is that you know many times governments provide fundings for a, funding for a limited number of things but not for everything. So oftentimes equipment or furnishings or whatever is not covered. It needs to be raised um, in the community or funded by the organization. And I would hope that, um, you know, as we are always stressed in terms of staffing because of chaplaincy, uh, pardon me, because of funding cuts, um, that um, really what would happen is that our foundation would contribute towards having good equipment and good facilities and enhancing life um, for our residents in ways that wouldn't be achieved through uh, public funding or through direct support, whether it be from churches or uh, residents through their fees, etc. Oftentimes when people are um, making wills or um, at the end of their working years, um, considering what they would do with their resources. They want something meaningful to give to, and we can provide them this opportunity um, and do that in a variety of ways. Um, as we work forward, look forward to having a communications committee, we want to communicate to people what it is that we're doing, current and future projects. And um, You mentioned the communications committee, and I want to expand on that in terms of um, because this is for like the managers and leaders and supervisors and they're an important contact in, with families and residents and especially in sort of giving more information about the foundation and how to support and the communications committee is a way to that's being put together to sort of help guide that. Um, yes, indeed. You mentioned there it has its own board, so it's and yeah. you're just going through a whole process there to start it as well. Yeah, yeah. The, there is a separate board for the Bethany Foundation. Uh, it's currently its members are all members of our governing board. Um, however, I'm very excited to say that we've been doing a bylaw process with the board, and we're hoping that in the fall of 2021 they'll adopt some bylaw changes that will see the opportunity for members 
members of the community to become members of the of the board for the foundation. So that would be really exciting that if staff members who maybe have an interest in this kind of work or if members of the community, family members um, want to become more involved with the work of the Bethany group and, and how it can be this sustaining sustainable beyond what the government funds us. I think this is a great opportunity for people. So we're looking forward to that in the fall of 2021. I think we sort of touched a bit on how people can support the foundation, but we just sort of recap that a little before we sort of end the conversation, I think would be really kind of helpful for a lot of people. How do we they support us? Well, there's many ways to give. <laughs> um, uh, of course, we talked a little bit about larger donations, and we have seen that over the years. A, a bequeathment uh, has come our way. And if anybody is aware of something larger like that, I, I think a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the interested person to make sure that it's done the best way to support that family and that estate, as well as, as have good outcomes for the family and the, and the foundation. But as far as members of the community, uh, uh, cash donations or checks of course can be sent in uh, people can donate through the ATB cares platform staff members can uh, set up a uh, payroll deduction uh, that uh, has been established now through payroll so if you wanted to do a, a small gift uh, every year and then get your income tax receipt at the end of the year that that's uh, been established here do you have anything to add David or well as we've mentioned earlier, we can be contacted, both Melody and myself or other people within our organization. So if I received a call, I would um, help people to understand that they can uh, give money to things that they value. I want mm -hmm. them to feel that, um, that their contribution is not, like if it's chaplaincy, that's great. But if it's not, then we can find other avenues that are worthwhile. Right. So we would have a, like a, collegial consultative process to help people as they plan whatever gifts they would like to make. Yeah, it's so important to be respectful of people who are giving their money or their time and what they what they need. We want to work with a family and make sure that that this is a win-win, a, 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 a good feeling for everybody involved. So I think that's a really great approach too. Well, thank you both for joining and for giving some more information. And thank you for uh, hosting us.